Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Well, hey guys, we hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the podcast. Hey, listen, if you want to know a reliable place to go for great um, marriage uh, teaching, instruction, information, do not go to our society. Do not mm. go to movies. Do yeah. not go to TV. You, I had you. You thought I was going to tell you a place to go. I, I did. You were looking at me. I was looking at you. No, man. Our our world, our society is screwed up when it comes to the understanding of marriage, especially a biblical marriage and, and, uh, and what God designed and desires out of our marriage. And so here's what we're going to do. There's t- so many myths going around about relationships and um, and most of those come from movies and TVs and pop culture and so um, so occasionally we're gonna do these marriage myth things and so this is our first one and so um, so here's our first marriage myth and it actually comes from a movie that came out the year that we got married did you mm-hmm. know that Bonnie I did. and um, and so here here's here's the marriage myth I love you you complete me uh, crying everywhere the biggest oh the biggest okay lie. so yeah so that is what people but, think but look at her face by, i mean I look know. she's so oh that meant so oh, much to me. Oh, it was like the pivotal part of the movie. Renee Wellziger. Wellziger. He had her. Yeah, he that was her. that was Wellziger. The, that's what turned into Happily Ever After after all the trouble. You thought was, I was gonna say show me the money, didn't you? I did. Right. Uh, right, right. But we do get this idea that, you know, a, a person, this person, if I find the right one, it's gonna make me complete. It's gonna be great. And it's the it's the 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 missing link it's the it'll fill that gap in my life it'll my spouse will complete me my life is set right now because i have found the one yes every married person is laughing yep yep so but what happens when you get six years or even six months into marriage and you wake up and you're feeling unhappy and empty well yeah you got all these expectations i mean listen he, Jerry Maguire said that it, they will complete you. And I'm crying. Yep. And then you wake up and your spouse doesn't. Well, maybe you got the wrong one then. Yeah. Maybe yeah. marriage is wrong. Yeah. You know? And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Why don't you complete me? It's now time for things I never said before I had kids. Buddy, please don't lick your sister's shoe. <laughs> well, today we are talking about one of the myths people buy into in marriage. And there, there are single people right now all over the world who truly are walking around feeling like I'm just half a person. Because they're looking for that person to complete them. Because mm-hmm. they have bought this myth that... When I find that other person, I will be whole. And so they feel incomplete without their mate. And mm-hmm. and it's sad. I mean, and then people get married and they think, man, if you're married, you're probably like, okay, well, it's maybe a, I either if I'm not happy and feeling complete, maybe I married the wrong person. It's a great letdown. 
Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And, and listen, we are all indeed created with a void in our lives that we search our entire lives to fill. And Ecclesiastes 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 11 tells us this. It says that God has put, what, eternity into the human heart. Mm-hmm. And so we were not built for this world. We have a longing have for a something longing more. We have a longing for something more. And listen, if you're in Christ, you have a true groom, which we'll talk about in just a little mm-hmm. bit. And so we have this longing to fill that void and find that completion. And um, and I just got to be honest with you, marriage ain't it. Yeah. Well, I think that's why so many people, we, we do have this void. So, so many people spend their teenage years or 20s searching for something to give them meaning. I mean, mm-hmm. whether it's a job or, a you know, or, or finding something exciting to, you know, alcohol or drugs mm-hmm. or, or dating around. And, and, or you buy a puppy. Or you buy, but with, you're looking in all the wrong places. But then we meet somebody and we, you know, we're young and we're, we fall in love and we think, oh, this is it. I'm finally complete. I'm finally happy. So it kind of solidifies that myth thinking, okay, now I am happy. I, I'm complete mm-hmm. and I'm going to be complete the rest of my life. But eventually you're disappointed. You feel incomplete. And why? Mm-hmm. Why? Because we have developed an unhealthy codependency on our spouse mm-hmm. or even a codependency on that, on that thought and that hope mm-hmm. that somebody can complete me. Yeah. And that my and my spouse should. Yeah. Because they made a commitment and I made a commitment. Well, and a lot of times our marriages do. Um, I mean, I think society is built in a lot of ways for couples. You know, you look around and, and most most tables are set up for two mm-hmm. in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, you go up everywhere you go. You know, you're that you buy things in twos a lot of times because they're. You and know, if you go to if you go to a restaurant and you don't sit at the table for two or the booth, then where do you sit? The place intended for one, the bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a message it's that's a message sent. That, right. That's not good. And right. So, that's the message they're sending. But then when we do get married and we do feel this completion, sometimes we we lock on to that and become codependent in a way that we weren't ever meant to. And um, you know, and I, I, just to be honest, I think um, I feel into that somewhere along the way in our marriage yeah we learned this um the hard way a yeah. few years ago well it's been a while now maybe five six years ago um god had let us uh it was about seven years ago yep, yep. um god had let us live in our codependent marriage relationship for quite a while yeah well when we first got married we were traveling around we were together all the time we were in a motor home small motor home we were for, on the road full time for years and we were we were never apart I mean, we'd only, we never spent nights apart. It was strange. It was like. I think at 10 years in, we had spent maybe two or three nights apart in 10 years. Which is very abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but our occupation kind of lent itself to that. And, um, and then, you know, we. And then we always worked together. After that. Yeah. We worked together. You know, yeah. you were on staff with me at the church. And mm-hmm. all. But I never recognized it for that until a few years ago when you kind of went through a, a little funk. And I think we might have even referenced this before, but you went through a little funk, and and I I just didn't know what to do with that, and um, you kind of pulled away from me, and I just lost my footing as well. That you had you had you were not that rock for me. You were not pulling into me. You were actually pulling away from me, mm-hmm. and I'd never really stood 
emotionally on my own two feet, I think, in our entire marriage and was unaware of that. And yeah. um, God really used that season of your life to draw my attention to it, to to say, okay, I have been living, um, looking for allowing you to be my completion instead mm-hmm. of looking to the Lord for my completeness. Yeah. Um, and when I felt like you had pulled away, I didn't know what to do with that. Mm. Um, I just didn't know what to do with it. And I had to recognize that, you know, my relationship with you is not what I, I've been putting so much pressure on you to complete me. And I didn't even realize it. I didn't recognize that, that God created, um, created me with that space that needed something to complete me. And even though I was a believer, I was looking to you to do that. So let me ask you, when you realize that, and that was brought to your, that was that, that realization was brought to you through a friend. Yeah. A very godly friend. And um, did it make you look at me less? No. I mean, it made me, it made me recognize you as the gift that God had given me, but not as the savior I had been expecting you to be. Mm -hmm. Um, It made me realize that for years I had been putting all this pressure on you to be something that God never intended you to be. And that it made me realize how unfair I had been. Mm. Um, And, but that only came through me, um, hitting my face because we were going through something and a lot of the, the, um, what you were going through, I'd always been expecting you to be the one to pull me out of. And when mm-hmm. you weren't doing that for me, I have realized how selfish I was being and not being there for you rather than going, what's wrong with me? Why's was, what's wrong with our relationship? Why's what's the problem? And, um, how draining that must've been to you. I felt remorse in the, and, um, repentant in that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it allowed me to, once I saw where my true dependence should be mm-hmm. and began to look there. And that you were complete in him. Yes. Um, Colossians 2, 9 through 10 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Mm-hmm. That I recognize that my completeness is in Christ. He's intended to be the one who... Um, shows me who I am for real that give, he completes me. He makes me, um, he fills my heart. He fills my life and gives me, he's made me alive in him. But when I look to you to do that, you're human and Mm -hmm. you will disappoint. I will Mm -hmm. disappoint you at some point. Um, that, I mean, goodness, what a good run. If after eight, it only (laughs) took 18 years or 17 years for me to be disappointed in that. But, but it was something that was necessary to happen mm-hmm. for me to shift my dependence um, into the proper perspective. Well, and one thing that's important, I was talking to, to someone on the phone this morning who he and his spouse are going through a rough patch. And um, and we lose, we lose hope and we forget, and this doesn't minimize the importance of marriage or... Um, or the fact that we need to invest in our marriage and put you know, all our, our, a lot of our focus and and everything into our marriage, but we have to realize that we weren't created for this earth. Mm -hmm. We were like we read earlier, God put eternity in our hearts. Our home 
for eternity is not going to be here on this earth, right? right? It'll be in the new heaven and the new earth one day if you're a Christian, if you're in Christ. And so not only that, but we also have a, have a true groom. It's odd as a man to say, I have a groom, but we do. We have a true spouse, a true groom, and his name is Jesus. Mm. And if you're a Christian and you're in the church, the big C church, we are the bride of Christ. Yeah. And so that is my groom. And in Isaiah 54, 5 tells us, it says, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth, he is called. And um, he is our spouse, our true spouse. In Hosea 2, uh, 19 through 20. I mean, it goes on to say, And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. Mm. It's that... You're bound to me. Christ is referred to many times that that um, Christ is the groom and his church is his bride. Mm-hmm. He is the one who um, we're forever. I mean, he's the one we look to because one day he the he's given us the Holy Spirit almost as our engagement ring. Yeah. To mm-hmm. say one day I will come for you and I will bring you into my household as my wife. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for a spouse to complete you. Look to that one. Yes. That's the only spouse that can complete you. That's the only spouse that can fill that void. And praise God. In perfection. In perfection. Mm -hmm. He'll fill it for eternity. Yeah. And um, and man, what hope we have in that. Yeah. And so what that should serve to do is to put our marriage in a proper perspective Mm -hmm. of, of, of really what it is. And put our spouse in a fair proper perspective of who they are and who they are to us and um so how do i take that pressure off my spouse and allow christ to complete me bonnie um well i think at the very (laughs) other words i should have worded that how do i take that pressure off you (laughs) and allow christ to complete me? well i think we've got to recognize if we've been doing that or not it was a huge realization to me when i realized that I'd been doing that. And I was in, I had been in a relationship with Jesus for, since I was 16 You were in years ministry. Old. You had been in ministry for years. Absolutely. But I think there are a lot of people who, who do not know Christ, who, um, they're church members or they go to church or they, they're doing good. They're doing right things. And they think, yes, I'm a Christian, whatever, but their dependency is still on themselves or their codependency is on their spouse. And I think this is calls for examination to say, one, am I truly the bride of Christ? Mm-hmm. Have I stepped into that? Have I recognized that I'm a sinner and I need a savior? And, and I've seen Jesus is the true son of God who came here to save me and was raised from the dead that he could, could save me. And then I confess my belief in Christ mm-hmm. and that I ask God to say, Lord, I, I know what you did for me and I know you, live for me now and I want to commit my life to you and allow you to f- truly fill those places of my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause when we invite him to do that, he's available for us. Mm-hmm. He is 100% the, 
betrothed to us. He is. He makes that promise. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And if we're looking for our spouse to never leave us and never forsake us, good luck. They've mm-hmm. got to walk out the door sometime to go to work. They've got to go emotionally. They they can't always be there a hundred percent of the time. But Christ is a hundred percent there for us. I mean, if you're quality time. Call on Jesus. <laughs> that's right. That's I mean, right. If, you're, if that's if you're your love language, yeah, quality time. Um, but he he wants to be that for us, and so, and if we've already been living in a relationship him, with him for years, but we have not allowed ourselves to be dependent on him, we got to confess that, and we gotta we gotta make a, a change. Yeah, you gotta find that out how mm-hmm. to how to do that, how to walk in dependence of him daily. Yeah, and when I was able to say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna sit at your feet. I'm going to spend time with you in your word. I'm going to look to you to complete me, and I'm going to let you fill me up. It opened my eyes to see your need, mm-hmm. not just mine. Mm-hmm. When I began to do that and I began to let Christ complete me, I began to see, okay, my role now is he's filling me up. I'm not needy in our relationship. How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I be what you need to point you to completeness in him so that mm-hmm. he can fill you and how can I encourage you in that and that man that changed everything and I think it, our relationship it did it did and it changed it from my perspective too you became an exponentially better wife mm. after that mm-hmm. um not that you weren't great before then but um but I've been but doing everything it in my changed own. yeah I've been mm-hmm. it really did it it made things better for both of us. I no longer felt this uh, weighty, the weightiness that codependence brings. Yeah. There was a freedom there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, I felt like we entered into a much more mature, stable love. Yeah, because, because I that. wasn't pressuring you for it anymore or feeling insecure mm-hmm. in, in your love for me because I had total security in my love for Christ. I allowed him to tell me who I am. I allowed I looked to him to make me secure and to him to um to love me in a way that only he can. Mm-hmm. And Christ tells us that he is our completion. Mm-hmm. And until we've entered into that relationship and a depth of that relationship the way he intends, we can't be a complete person on our own. So we walk around unhealthy. And looking for someone else to make us healthy. And then you got two unhealthy people and you've got complete unhealthy codependence. Yeah. It's that it's that little validation cup. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have it's like a little a person walking around with a little cup holding it out. Please validate mm-hmm. me, put some change in my cup and make mm-hmm. me feel important and, and well and there's this false I mean, we had a great marriage for yeah. for all those years we had a great marriage, but I think we both had that codependence mm-hmm. and we fed that. We yep, fed off we of sure that did. and and found identity in having a great marriage. Oh yeah, yeah. We're the happy marriage. Yeah, you know, we're the happy married couple. Yeah. And um and so then when when we're not, wait a minute, what's the going rugs on? pulled out from under you. Yes. So if someone's listening today and they take this information, what's the proper way they should respond? I think we've talked about the proper way to respond to God, but what's the proper way now to respond to our spouse? Understanding this. Mm. Well, I think, first of all, we we kind of owe our spouse an apology, <laughs> a confession of that, which I think is where I found myself. Um, and you had your own stuff, too, that we had brought both brought to the table that we both had to surrender 
to the Lord and then confess to each other as far as our relationship and the hurt that we kind of been disconnected for a while. And, um, but confess that and say, you know what, maybe I've been putting the wrong, I've been putting too much weight and too many expectations on you to complete me and to make me happy and to be my end all and confess the codependency. And, um, you know, your spouse might look at you and say, oh, praise God, you finally mm-hmm. realized that, mm-hmm. and, and it might sting. Or it might sting because guys are fixers. Guys want to be Superman. They want to be dependent on, mm-hmm. and it may be like, what? Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Um, but I think the first thing is to, first of all, you know, independently check yourself, and then look to Jesus to fill you, and then allow him to pour in, and then confess that codependency and say, you know what, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to move to a healthier, um, elevated relationship, mm-hmm. a place where we can be dependent on Christ. And when two people are doing that, when both of you are dependent on Christ and not looking to your spouse, now now there is an and we do depend on each other. It's I'm not, not a codependence; that. it's an interdependence, mm-hmm. and there's a big difference there, you yeah. know, between codependence and interdependence. Explain that. Well, interdependence means God has woven us together as a partnership, as Mm -hmm. a oneness. Mm -hmm. And I don't find my identity in you and I don't leech off of you Mm -hmm. and, and, and expect you to fill these areas that that's just unfair Mm -hmm. only, you know, so I depend on him to do that. Um, but I join with you side by side in partnership and am woven together with you. In a, in a relationship and and so I had we had actually after a workshop one time we were teaching this concept and someone said so does that mean I shouldn't have to depend on my spouse and that's what we're talking about being dependable you know right. that's not what we're talking about I still need to um, you still need to depend on me as a partner in life and parenting and and my um, my covenant with you to invest in you emotionally spiritually physically and all that mm-hmm. um, but um, but as far as finding uh, the fact that, you know, my identity is found in you and you're going to complete me and fill that void in my life. That's just, it's It's a myth. It's a myth. Yeah. It sells a lot of movie tickets. (laughs) It does. Show me the money. Oh man. As amazing as a marriage relationship is, God didn't design it as a completion. Mm. Um, we are, God did bring us together. The two shall become one flesh is what scripture says. Mm. But, but it's not, um, to be this thing that completes us. Only Christ can do that. It wasn't designed to, and we don't need to put more pressure on the marriage relationship than God actually puts on it. Oh goodness. There's already enough pressure on your marriage relationship as it is, right? Yep. Yep. Our fullness and our completion is found in a living breathing relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and if if that's um, something that you have more questions about and you want to dialogue with one of us about we'd love for you to reach out to us at info at the marriage um, marriage is a great thing and that's we want to support marriage we want to invest in marriage and one of the greatest ways we believe we can do that is by encouraging you in your walk with the Lord because he designed marriage he knows best how to make it um, how to make it full and how to make it the best it can be. That's so. right. That's right. Yep. Complete me. <laughs> great. <thanks laughs> Y'all a have a great week. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. 
Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.